Bloomberg story came from, it shows you how good Trump is at playing the media. Because now, a story that Trump completely made up has gotten so big, it's all the news wants to talk about. We have looked into this so-called boxgate situation, and we have not been able to find any proof that Michael Bloomberg wants a box. He also suggested some sort of conspiracy theory that Bloomberg was working with the DNC to be able to stand on a box during the debate. We have no evidence that that is true. I don't mean to get in the weeds on this, Kevin. Did he ask for a box or not? Is that true or not? He, he did not. Uh, ask for a box. Despite Trump's claim, there is no evidence that Bloomberg is asking to stand on a box. And there's nothing wrong with standing on boxes. Man, you don't... You know what, sometimes, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I feel like sometimes the news in America is so full of shit, right? No, because they make it sound like they're upset about what Trump said and that they're fact-checking it. But all they really want to do is repeat his insults all day. Yeah, because it's great for ratings. It really is. I mean, boxes? You know what they remind me of? They remind me of that kid in school that acted like your friend while being a jerk to you. You know, that kid would come up and be like, hey, I heard Brian say that your mama's so dumb, she needs a lifeguard when she takes a bath. But that's not true, right? He's so mean. Brian's mean. I would never say that. I didn't repeat it to everybody else. The ending aside, that was some really good insight. Oh, yeah. From Trevor Noah. It reminded me of Mark Halpern, who's told us that Trump doesn't just dominate the news, he is the news. Mm-hmm. But all those media outlets, as Noah said, pretending that they're fact-checking the president when they're just repeating his insult. Because it's conflict. And it's, it's, a, it's conflict a and fight. it's entertaining. And yeah. it's kind of funny. And My only quibble with his analysis is that it's not great for ratings. It helps their pathetic ratings. Yeah. It's it's more like penicillin than cocaine. It's keeping them alive. Um, <laughs> and it's funny, because I have a feeling I would disagree with Trevor Noah on a lot of policy stuff, but his analysis of the media is absolutely right. It's just, it has become absolutely idiotic, the American media. it's They are not news organizations. They oh, are no. entertainment enterprises that profit off of turning democracy into reality television. Boy, the sooner we all well catch said. on to that. Positive, Sean. And well said. Yeah. Um, can we, you, you know, we and we do. We turn it into humor, and and we talk about it. But we're absolutely open about what we're doing here. We don't all in the name of uh, the Lord money, just so I can make some money, make my house payment. That's pay why for I'm my here. car, feed my children. <laughs> yes, I'm willing to do this. Exactly. That we is al- exactly right. We also don't claim to be news. No. Well, nor nor do we put on the the royal robes of the the great news establishment with their 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 fancy graphics and their low voiced now Wolf Blitzer. I mean all that crap. Please, you people, <laughs> you people are little better than Carnival Barker, and you're occasionally <laughs> slightly entertaining. But in terms of news. The way those of us who grew up in the 20th century see news? No, you're in a different business. Hey, can you look up who's given the response tonight to Trump? Because that's always my favorite part of a State of the Union address. Whoever gives oh, the response. And Ladies and gentlemen. Alex Baldwick. Oh, Alex Baldwick. Wow. That'd be great. A, a private note from me, Joe Getty, co-host. You're about to listen to my friend Jack explode. Turn up your radio just a little <laughs> bit and enjoy yourselves. Oh, wow. Jack, there are going to be two responses oh, to the soju. One in English <sighs> oh, and a no. different one no. in Spanish. Oh, fantastic. That's right. Not translated to Spanish. A different message for those people. So, so the English-speaking racists don't even know what was said. So since the vast majority of people are not bilingual, 
And the uh, the law requires you speak fluent English to be a citizen. So yeah, oh god, that's that's never troubling. mind that they have ballots in Cal Unicornia in like eighty eight different languages and the rest of it. Who's given the English version? Uh, Gretchen Whitmer, I believe. Oh, Gretchen Whitmer. She is the uh, governor of mm-hmm. Michigan. Correct, sir. Thank Good you. Good for you. And you memorize uh, all the states' governors? Is uh, that a thing you do? Uh, uh, yeah. Like a party trick? Well, yeah, it's, it passes the time. People hit you with the state. South Carolina, and you tell oh, them the governor. please. Uh, easy. Too easy. Um, And then the, <laughs> some Congress gal from the El Paso area is giving right. the Spanish-language response. E Muchas gracias. E pluribus duo from many to, divided by language. Language is culture. They are dividing our culture. Anyway. Having said that... <clears throat> You can't be cynical enough about politics, nor the media. And though polling is interesting, you always have to remember how imperfect it is. There was feverish polling up to the the, the eve of the Iowa caucuses, constantly changing, even though the reality on the ground probably wasn't. Most of the pollsters who make their money convincing you they're important would leave out the fact that, hey, a third of people are still undecided, so even if this were 100% correct, it's still like 80% useless. And I have friends and loved ones in the polling um, industry. You just have to understand its limits. There's There are no results out of Iowa yet, by the way. We should hit that headline regularly. Still nothing. No yeah. official results. Yeah. Um, but a couple of things that you might not get from the mainstream media and polls... Uh, alert listener Jeff has pointed out that, according to Gallup, the presidential job approval ratings at this point in their first terms, Carter was 58 and lost. Reagan was 55, Clinton 52, W 49, Obama 45, Trump 49. Trump's now ahead of Obama, tied with W, only three points behind Clinton with nine months to go until the election, and all three won re-election. Why was Carter was at 58? Yes. With a year to go and lost. Yes. With less than a year to go and lost. Yeah. Wow, that's something. Um, uh, Trump's approval rating and the real clear, real clear politics average, that's the one I like to look at where it averages all the polls. Right. It's yeah. got to get you closer to the truth. Definitely. Was exactly the same at the start of the impeachment investigation as the other day at the vote when it ended. So exactly the same. Biden's unfavorables went up, and the, and the gap of him leading Trump in your state by state went way down. Wow! So if it did anything, it hurt Biden. It didn't affect Trump. Right? Yeah, clearly. So, so I don't know if people um, will look back on that as a win or not. You know, I'd meant to give credit where this was due. Who sent this to us? It's absolutely fabulous, um, ladies and gentlemen. I know you'll enjoy this as much as I did. Election Day 2016, from Time.com. Remember, the, the good folks who just gave little Greta Thunberg the person of the year. <laughs> How dare you? We have stolen, How dare you? We have stolen her childhood with our empty words. You have stolen my dreams with your empty words. I thought we stole her childhood. We stole her dreams. You have stolen my dreams and my childhood oh, with your on. empty words. Okay. I was going to say, I went into her bedroom, you know, in the cloak of night looking to steal her childhood, and I accidentally got her dreams because it was dark in there. Uh, let's see. Okay, Election Day 2016. Electoral College Predictions. 
You know, there are very few advantages to the Internet, Jack. I know you're in favor of unplugging it. Yes. One of the advantages of it is that stuff stays around and embarrasses people in the future. As Sean always says, there are receipts. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. Uh, Let's see. The Associated Press on Election Day. Electoral College Clinton, 274 to Trump, 190. Giant landslide. Nate Silver, 538. Even bigger, Clinton three hundred one, Trump two thirty five. God, and he's a science guy. I mean, he's a he's he really works hard to just be pure mathematics, and he yeah. wasn't even close. Yeah, interesting. Oh, that's uh, okay. Likely, and all right. Uh, Princeton Election Consortium, Clinton three hundred four, Trump two fifteen. Larry Sabato, University of Virginia Center for Politics. If you're into the news, you've seen Larry many many times. Clinton, 322, Trump, 216. Uh, let's see, who's this? Uh, Rotzenberg and Gonzalez. Rotzenberg's a winner. Gonzalez, I don't trust. 323 <laughs> to 197. Moody's Analytics, 332 to 206. And finally, uh, LA Times. I'm looking at you, La Times. 352, Clinton, 186, Trump. That was on Election Day, looking at all the big polling organizations, with all hands on deck. Just keep it in mind. So um, we could explain to you quickly why Iowa went sideways and there are no results. Uh, wouldn't take long. It was a, an app problem. Also, we have a screaming goat mistaken for a child in distress that caused some problems. I totally get that. Those screaming goats are disturbing. I live with 40-some screaming goats. I know they sound exactly like a child. By choice? By choice, yeah. Luckily, they're far enough from the house that I, I can't hear them. Ah. But uh, you go out to the barn, it sounds like a whole bunch of screaming kids. How often do they scream? Pretty regularly. I mean, are they distressed, or is that the way they say hello? I don't really know much about screaming goats other than that they sound un- unholy. Yeah, it's kind of like a cat meow, and just, you know, every oh. once in a while. You just... That's their sound. Okay. Yeah, that's their sound. Yeah. Um, how you can see Hamilton with the original cast, because you don't want some uh, cheap knockoff. Uh, a number of other things. Let you uh, they've moved on with their lives, haven't they? Hamilton? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm a bad parent. My daughter, who's uh, A, uh, young and likes musicals, and B, is a history freak and indeed studying that sort of thing at a major American university, uh, wanted desperately to see Hamilton, but uh, there was no blanking way I was going to pay that for tickets. How much was it? Oh, many hundreds of dollars, seven, eight hundred dollars at the time. Seven or eight hundred dollars. If you could get one at all, and and generally, if you really want one, you'd have to go four figures. And I was just, no, it's not that entertaining. I think it's I a s- fine show, but I think I spent three hundred to see the producers with the original cast of uh, Nathan Lane and Matthew Broderick. Mm-hmm. But that was a gift for my mom. That was a wait a minute, the mom factor. That yeah. please, she I wouldn't gave have done birth it. to you. That, I wouldn't have done it for myself. Right. Removes all limits for mom. I anything. barely do anything for myself. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I don't deserve it. What have I done lately? Look at you. You get nothing and like it. That's what I say to myself. I'm right? going to sit on the couch again. I got a question for me. What do, you, what do I deserve? That's what I thought, Nate. <laughs> yeah, right then. Armstrong and Getty.
Buttigieg are tied, um, and in order to break that tie, we have to flip a coin. So this is for this is for a second delegate. Uh, you're gonna call. I'm gonna flip. Okay. All right. Jeez, this is a, ready? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It is tails. So Pete Buttigieg wins the coin flip and the second delegate. Yes. That's how they do it in the caucuses Whoa, if there's a tie. And I actually uh, saw the rules that say you can break the tie by any manner you want. Oh, wait a minute. Trial by combat, obviously. You, you don't have to do a coin flip. Rock, paper, scissors. Rock, paper, scissors. Right, right. I appreciate you using the uh, more down-to-earth uh, English language name for that game, Michael. Way to go. Rochambeau, indeed. I, I won't hang out with anybody who says that. <laughs> That's, that's a brave stance. So there are no results out of Iowa. It was a computer screw-up, yeah. or so we're being told. I'm yeah. not sure if they found out Russia had hacked into the app. They'd want to tell us that anyway. So, Well, you Who know knows? what? The national security apparatus might tell them don't yet. Yeah. Yeah. Although I, I suspect very strongly that it was just, as we were discussing earlier, whenever a committee is in charge of something, it's probably going to go sideways. And they, partly because of Bernie's demands, changed their procedures, introduced this app, didn't test it very well. And and, and because the various bureaucrats were so happy about their brand new app, didn't man the phones. There's also this. If it helped, there's only one candidate that it possibly helped. What, the screw-up? Yeah. Okay. And that's Joe Biden. Everybody agrees. Oh, yeah. So the fact that the only candidate that possibly benefited from the results not coming out is the candidate that the party wants to win? Yes. It's not a giant, crazy conspiratorial leap to think that they did something. No, it's not. It's not. Especially given 2016. Well, exactly. They knew they couldn't be seen openly kneecapping Bernie. And so, oh, this is a terrible screw-up. We're so very sorry. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. I don't know that it's true, but uh, it's possible. Well, um, you did the dry January, but which is growing in popularity every year, I understand. Most with, of it. <laughs> with the Super Bowl being the uh, the end of the dry January. That seems like a good way to do it. It's not bad. You bring back your drinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Super Bowl. Well, this information out about the brain and drinking. I'm not. I don't drink, but I'm not a teetotaler. I actually prefer the company of people who do drink. I find them more interesting and mm. lively. But thank um, you. <laughs> uh, they did a study of twelve thousand people in their brains and found that for every gram of alcohol consumed per day, it's linked to a point oh two years of brain aging. Yeah. Oh. Which is about a week. A week of additional aging in the brain for every gram of alcohol. What? So, cumulatively, people who reported drinking every day or on most days had about five months of additional aging in their brains compared to people who didn't drink but were the same age. Personally, me, I get to the end of my life. I gave up five months of my brain working as good as this for a lifetime of enjoying my beverage. Mm. That's a fair trade in my book. Yeah, where do I sign? But, uh... Well, and it's not like you give up that five months between ages 24 and 25. No, either. those are the best drinking years right there. Oh, I had <laughs> some good times. Had yeah, by so, all. You, so you gave up drinking as a 24-year-old, so your brain would be a little better when you're 85? What? Yeah. For a couple of months? Ah. How am I going to be ready for my presidential run at 85 if I start <laughs> drinking when I'm 22? <laughs> hey, oh, hey, now. That's a little commentary on the state of today's politics. 
Could the Democratic Party be more screwed up at this moment? Nope. Good. No. No. Really? No. 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 I mean, unless like, oh, who would it have to be? Elizabeth Stan- Sanders stabbed Bernie to death. That would be more screwed up. Then what would happen? I don't even know. But it would take something that ridiculous to and her- get any more just nuts. Right. Which I'm just loving. I've been fan of uh, incompetent sports franchises for a long time. Right. The Democratic Party shares a lot in similarities with incompetent sports franchises. Ah, really? interesting point. Positive, Sean. Uh, uh, poor A. Hemplo. Poor example. I'm trying to be bilingual. <laughs> <laughs> like um, the response to the State of the Union tonight, bilingual. More interested in in making up for a past mistake than actually just starting fresh and going forward. Uh, uh, their the common, yeah. common problem, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. That thing we did last time, that wasn't wrong. That was good because. And going forward and, and making all your plans based off, we need to justify this thing that we did in the past. Right. All we have to do is thumbtack this on and yep. glue this on, yep. and everything will be great. No. That was, that was uh, yeah. If I'm a Democrat, I'm, I'm pretty unhappy with uh, last night. I saw a poll number that shocked me. The point it made, essentially, is that if you remove from self-declared, if you remove self-declared socialists from the Democratic Party, the Democrats would never win another election. Uh, It's that big a share of the party at this point, which is a serious internal problem that they are trying desperately to solve with glue and paperclip. The Armstrong and Getty Show. A couple of things to catch you up on, trying to figure out what's going on in Iowa with the Coxes. The first contest in the attempt to unseat President Trump, and we have no results. It's all screwed up. Nobody has any idea what the results are. Hilarious. Have you heard this hilarious headline? The app... You see, in the old days, each precinct would just call in to a main desk there, Des Moines, wherever they did it. Right. Say, so here's what we got at our precinct. We got uh, two Bernies and one Biden and a Buttigieg, and then somebody'd write Thanks, it down. Thanks, Jim. Right. Been doing it that way for years. Worked perfectly fine. Um, somebody decided we'd have an app. Well, that somebody actually is a Hillary Clinton person from her orbit. Uh, used to be involved in her campaign and put that out there. That developed this app. Hillary Clinton's people developed mm. an app mm. that everybody was going to use. And you just you put the app on your phone I there in they Iowa. Developed that app on their server. And then exactly. <laughs> and then you You've uh, got mail. And then you put the results in the app, and it all goes to a central location. And yeah. You don't need all those people answering phones like it's the year eighteen fifty or something. Right. Um, uh, but the app didn't work, and people's phones rejected them, and they got no results, zero results so far. And Bernie had demanded you also need to give the count of the initial vote because my grassroots support, I'm being underestimated. So they had to work that in as well, and everything just broke down. So Andrew Egger did some really good writing for the Morning Dispatch this morning that I wanted to share with you. He says, for the most part, candidates were forced to spend Monday night doing something unusual for an election night, yet perfectly appropriate to our fragmentary political age, rolling out versions of their victory speeches despite no news of victory, trying to build their own New Hampshire momentum out of pure spin. No candidate leaned into this more shamelessly than Pete Buttigieg. In fairness, Buttigieg really, really needed a win in Iowa to keep his campaign chugging along. Yet it was a bizarre sight to see the former South Bend mayor go into full triumphalist mode at his campaign party before a single precinct had officially been counted. Tonight, an improbable hope 
became an undeniable reality. Yes! An improbable hope! So we don't know all the results. But we know by the time it's all said and done, Iowa, you have shocked the nation. I'm not sure the nation... Does the nation feel shocked? The, the, The key sentence isn't in there. Because by all indications, we are going on to New Hampshire victorious. By yes. all indications, we are going on to New Hampshire victorious. So, let's start with it being an undeniable reality. I'm denying it right now, Pete. We don't know all the results. You don't know any of the results. But we know by the time it's said and done, you don't know that at all. Iowa, you have shocked the nation. Well, that is true. <laughs> By all indications, there have been no indications. We are going on to New Hampshire victorious. There are no indications of that, Pete. I think the oddest thing is there is Iowa has shocked the nation by by not being able to pull off a caucus, maybe. Fairly simple process. <laughs> It sucks. Well, the Iowa Democratic Party, I hate to tar the good people of this great state of Iowa with that. They yeah. do a pretty good job of running their own lives. Uh, their, their internal, because uh, they're calling around, you can get the information. The information exists. I'm surprised oh, yeah. they haven't been At able the to. the precincts, they knew exactly what the results yeah. were. They, people were tweeting them out. People yeah. were calling up various TV stations, radio stations. Yeah, I can tell you what our results are. So I'm surprised they haven't been able to compile them. But anyway, if Mayor Pete actually did do pretty well... That really sucks for him. He's gonna he was gonna get to land in New Hampshire with the cameras there and the lights and talk about having won or finished second or whatever. Yeah. And, and now he doesn't get that. All that work, nothing. You get you get nothing for all that work. Completely wasted. Are Bernie fans at a fever pitch of resentment and bitterness at this point? Because uh, my the information I was able to gather was that Bernie did very very well. Yeah, he may have won shockingly well. Yeah. The only thing that seems to be really known is Biden did terrible. Oh, yeah. yeah even he, Weekend he, at Biden, the, <laughs> the candidate who's just been propped up by the DNC for the entire yeah, presidential run Doesn't here. do interviews. It's a little close to home there, Shawnee. Uh, yeah, well, he was expected to not do terribly well, third or fourth, but he may have just tanked. He wasn't. He didn't reach the viability threshold in a large number. Right. I don't know large number, but many precincts I saw. He was people. I think the the state's attorney general who was campaigning for Biden uh, was at a precinct where he didn't get the the viability threshold, Dope. so he had to go. I think he walked over to Pete or something like that. Shame faced. The only other story that really seems interesting to me is that turnout was pretty medium. Yeah, flat or down a little from the last election. There was some thinking that, you know, this is the, the Trump era and all the excitement and everything going on. Oh, oh my turnout's God, he's, going to be amazing. He's Hitler and the Mueller report and all this. Turnout's going to break all kinds of records. No, it wasn't even really that big a deal at all. Just kind of an average. So, is wow. that the media Could be. Uh, cart leading the American horse? Them whipping up that narrative. Without having him be the thing that people are voting against, I don't know how much we should look into the turnout stuff. I think, the right candidate. I think he's the animating factor for the large turnout. You could be right about Every that. Every good movie needs a villain. Yeah. yeah, you could be right about that. They aren't excited about the individual candidates. No, but when it comes whoever. To, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and my last mention of this, because you're probably sick of it, is uh, the latest poll out today, the Boston Globe, which is a reliable poll in New Hampshire, um... Bernie is up by six on that one. So if Bernie's 
Bernie wins Iowa and New Hampshire, he's going to be damned hard to stop. The old yeah, socialist who is not even in the Democratic Party and would lead us to a France-like future appears to be the clear frontrunner. I want to mention this. Um, Arguably for the second election cycle in a row. I don't know. The whole he got screwed thing was a little blown out of proportion last time. Yeah, this Arguably. idea is a bunch of malarkey. So you're, you're like Wolf Blitzer. You're creating false narratives to keep people <laughs> listening. I won't have it. So Rush Limbaugh announced yesterday at the end of his show that he has late stage lung cancer. Not sure what that means, but it ain't good. I don't think you'd say late stage if it was not late yeah. stage. Um, yeah. In which case, his prognosis is very, very bad on average. And uh, not hopeless, know, certainly, and we wish him well. And that that is what that is. And I only mention this because we don't do a lot of ton of celebrity news. Shannon Doherty of nine hundred two one zero fame announced she has stage four cancer. She had cancer a couple of years ago. It went away. It came back. It's stage four now. That's not good. But she said, and I this is worth saying to yourself over minor problems or major problems. I thought this was really good. Uh, it's a bitter pill to swallow in a lot of ways. I definitely have days where I say, why me? And then I say, well, why not me? Who else besides me deserves this? None of us do. That is true whether you've got a flat tire or your kid is sick or you lost your job or you got stage four cancer. Why not me? Mm-hmm. The, the whole why me thing. I will, I will not allow my kids to go down that road. I try not to allow myself to go down that road. It's just a, it's, there's no point in it. Right. Well, and once, you know, listen, I'm certainly not going to speak to having a threat that serious to a person's life. Um, But in terms of your disappointments and stuff you didn't get from fate that you wish you had and the rest of it, once you embrace the fact that we all get dealt good cards and bad cards and, and, you know, we're all God's children or however you see the world, it it makes life a lot easier, too, because you don't, I'm not angry that I don't have this or got that or that dream had to go away or whatever, just because everybody has that. Absolutely everybody. And, you know, the, the, the seemingly, uh, you know, super gifted by life and fate and God or whatever, uh, they got their own problems. Yeah. It, it's, it's fine. Life's just like that. You and need a, Jack, you need a philosophy, don't you? If you go through life without a, an overarching philosophy... You're just getting buffeted by the winds of fate. God, that reminds me. I saw a guy giving a speech the other day in front of a group of people. Interesting dude. But he said, I got this philosophy. I live my life by it. Uh, He starts rummaging through his pockets. I got it written down here somewhere. Well, I I don't have it. I can't find it, but... I got this philosophy I live my life by. Are you sure it's this wasn't me? This sounds like something I would do. <laughs> I thought, dude, you don't remember your philosophy you live your life by. <laughs> you got it written down. You can't find it. You just have to move on. Well, I'm not sure it's guiding your life in quite the way you thought. Yeah, that is funny. <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> See, it's around here. So, well, it's it's something. But anyway, I live my life by it. Uh, anybody else got some advice? <laughs> no. Reminds us of our favorite saying, if you don't know what introspection is, you need to take a long, hard look at yourself. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Google is it out. 
Microsoft will be launching a new service that automatically mails users a monthly selection of pictures from their phone. They're calling it blackmail. <laughs> That's pretty it. funny. A uh, couple of tweets, just perusing the tweets from various people, thinkers, public intellectuals. That's what I want to be, but you know what holds me back? I ain't very smart. That's what holds me back. It's still um, a beautiful dream. It is. I, I keep looking at job boards. I never see that one posted. Yeah. You got to know, know people. Oh, one of those things. the only reason they haven't called me. And at my age, it's <laughs> unlikely I'm going to get much smarter. So, mm. Well, points for realism, though. Uh some guy I don't know said, I was charming and everything, but let's all admit that if we saw this sloppy, chaotic, slapdash voting system employed in another country, we'd call for U.N. election monitoring. That is almost certainly true. Yeah. I mean, the fact that they have this groovy new app, which failed, but as a backup, listen, if the app fails, just call. Call in your results. And that failed. I mean, that's just sad. My reporting says Jake Sherman of, I, I know his name, but I don't know who he's with. Uh, based on early round of texts and emails to all the candidates, no matter what the result is in Iowa, the campaigns have a high level of doubt that the caucus was conducted properly, and they'll have plenty of reason to question the results. So, so it clarified nothing. Right. It, the result of Iowa is zero. If they declare in the next hour that Bernie won and second place was Peter, whatever, nobody's going to, that's not going to have any effect. No, the clouds of doubt are too thick at this yeah. point, and every candidate is going to come out spinning wildly. And and I think the American people will understand that they're being spun wildly, and this will have clarified nothing. To say it was a debacle is is not an overstatement at all. I mean, it's just, like you said, it couldn't have been worse. Well, unless the there were fires party. and people were killed. I mean, no, as, as an electoral exercise, it was a complete disaster. Millions of dollars, yes. years of people's lives. Yes. Gazillions of hours of work. Yeah. For z- nothing. Zero result. The dog ate the roast and the potatoes caught fire. I mean, dinner is ruined. Does corn pop design apps? <laughs> and one yeah, more. Corn pop development company worked on this app. And one more public intellectual saying, all whiny reporter grumbling aside, in the context of a country facing questions about the security of its elections and their potential vulnerability to manipulation, the clumsiness and confusion around these IO results is a serious debacle. That is true. You know, we end up, you're right. We end up with something even close to this in a Wisconsin, a Pennsylvania, one of your close states, in a close presidential election, and you have people in the streets at some point. And the damage will be to the national psyche and trust in each other. It will be Putin's uh, dream come true that nobody trusts anybody at all anymore, and we're at each other's uh, throats. I mean, I made the point earlier that having to wait a day or two for the Iowa results makes no difference, really, in an important way. But in our culture, and in our media culture, it does. It matters a lot. And if it sows the seeds of doubt and distrust, it, it does matter. Chris Matthews spoke to this on MSNBC last night, and I was trying to figure out, is this just, and I agreed with him, and I was trying to figure out, is this because we're old guys? And you know, when you're old, you don't want things to change, and you think things ought to stay the same. Or Speak whatever. for yourself, by the way. I am still youthful and virile. 
Um, or or is he right? And I think he's right. He said it's some. There's something important. He said all these these moves toward you know you log onto a website and see the results and you know that's the way we're going to do it in the future and that sort of thing. He said I think there's something very important about you have a candidate get up on a stage and say they won, and you have another candidate or candidates give a concession speech and say they lost and they wish the candidate who won well. Mm-hmm. I think he said I think there's on on a, on the day that we all voted. Said, I think there's something very important about that for yes. for the for the for the belief in the election system, and I think he's right. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it starts to be a you know log on to a website a week later, whispers of manipulation. I just it, I'm not sure it's going to work. Well, boy, we're into a real essay uh, question here. To what extent do we all sacrifice, compromise? pitch in together to keep the community safe and whole in the way that Dick Nixon knew Joe Kennedy had stolen Chicago and therefore the election in 1960, but did not press the case because he knew it would tear the country apart. That spirit, I'm afraid, is, well, if it's not dead, it's just not super popular. And we were talking about earlier, people watching hardcore porn on airplanes. How can you possibly be so insensitive to the other people in your community? To not understand how how terribly inappropriate that is. I mean, I can't even believe I have to make the words come out of my mouth. And so, if you're in a, a culture like that, where we're all in it for ourselves, and we don't see any need to sacrifice, do our duty for our country and each other, that, that yeah, people, political hacks who, if you don't know any of them, a lot of them have zero morality. Oh yeah, they're like reptiles. They would gleefully exploit any doubt or opportunity to sow seeds of doubt to advance their careers or their candidates or whatever, no matter the damage it does to the nation. So, yeah, yeah, I see. uh, Chris Matthews makes me crazy, but I, I see his point, and I think he's right. The ritual of, look, we tried our best, but we didn't win. The other person won, and I wish them well. That's incredibly important. That sends a fundamental message uh, to all of us. And, man, if we lose that, yeah, I think we could be hurting. How about Iowa screwing this up? They've had a couple that were, you know, a little tough. Uh, they, the Bernie Hillary results were a little messed up. The Santorum, Mitt Romney. You would think there would have been a uh, an effort. We've got four years. That's a long time. Let's right. figure out a way to do this that we get to announce as early as possible. A clear winner. We got it all dialed in, buttoned up. Nobody can question us, all right? Let's get together and come up with this. And and we're going to drill it a month before. We're going to drill it three weeks before. Then we're going to drill it three times election week. Yeah, they did the first part, and their solution was the app. But they didn't do the second part of stress testing it or going through dry runs to figure out if it actually worked. Right. I was watching reports last night from various precincts. Nobody had tried to download the app onto their phone. Some people until, like, the caucus was over. Yeah. Okay, now I'm going to download the app. You know how that is with any app. Now I'm going to download the app onto my phone, and your phone says your system doesn't accept it, or it's not working, or it locks up, or whatever happens. Sure, yeah. How do you do that? Yeah, I know. It's amazing. Well, you know, it was the Democratic Party this time. There was problems, as you mentioned, with Rick Santorum and Mitt Romney back in the day. But the Iowa Democratic Party has got to be fired. You're just fired. You you can't be trusted with this responsibility. So, you know, something new will come along, and that's fine. That's fine. They just screwed themselves out of millions of dollars. Oh, my God. I can't even imagine the amount of money that's spent in Iowa. I'm sure those figures exist, but it's mind-boggling. And maybe the whole, um, um, uh, what is it, the corn fuel that nobody actually uses, 
maybe that whole thing, because that's been driven a lot by the Iowa caucuses, politicians playing that for years and stuff like that. The field of dreams thing? Or? No, the, the, the putting corn in your car to drive it. Ethanol. Oh, 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 oh <laughs> ethanol. <laughs> yeah. How, how's that going to be infected by this one? Sorry, Iowa, you can't do it. Yeah. Now you're just a tiny state that doesn't matter. Yeah, it, 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 it turns out it's not good for your car. It's not good for the environment. It's not good for anybody but corn farmers. God bless them. Um, so, no, we're not doing that anymore. Oh, did you hear? Great Britain, our old buddy that oppressed us until we shot them. Um, Great Britain, by the, by the year 2035, and Jack, 15 years from now, is as close going forward as 2005 was going backward. Think doesn't, about it. Doesn't seem possible. 2035 and 2005 have the same relationship. In th- that I doesn't know. even seem I'll possible. I'll give you a moment to recover your breath. Oh, it's shocking. That's painful. That was four years after 9-11. I mean, that was like yesterday. Yeah. Anyway, by 2035, no gasoline-powered cars in, in Britain. Not, Kill me. They're proposing Not even that? hybrids. Kill me. They're proposing that? That's, that's their, their goal now. Wow. They're going to try to eliminate any gas-burning cars. Norway, I think, wants to do it within five or six years. But now, um, England is a, the, a country the size of the state of New York, and you can get anywhere you want on a train. And, I mean, it's, it's different. Yeah. But um, that's something. It is. It is. Oh, uh, you know, it's funny. I, I saw a Dutch neighborhood was doing a, a thing where they were going to have one shared car for every three households. Oh, that's a great idea. Uh, the Dutch. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Joe always has to go with labeling um, well, a well, culture. Well, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, the Dutch. I have to go with accuracy, and the accuracy is if you, if you, what's the difference between an idiot and a, a Dutchman? Mm-mm, mm-mm. 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 